Your grandmother had remarkable green eyes. Every Howard woman has had green eyes, except for my mother and me. How well do you remember your mother? Very well. I loved her very much. I can remember her face smiling down at me, and I can remember the sound of her voice and her scent. But mostly I remember Nana, who raised me after my mother died. That's beautiful. It's a family heirloom. It's been in the Howard clan for generations. It's supposed to symbolize the enduring Howard spirit, wherever they may go, the shining light to guide them through their fortune. Nana always kept it lit. I remember sitting here, listening to ghost stories with only the candle burning. You should take it with you. I think I will. Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me, not in person, is Mike. Mike, how is it going today? I am definitely not in person. We are doing this over over Zoom today. I know, I know. It was nice to do it in person. It was. I, I thought it you know worked out really well. And the two glasses of alcohol helped. Lubrication. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your first, uh, your first remark on that podcast was, "I'm a little yeah, buzzed." I was. <laughs> I was. I, was, I know. I was, yeah. Everybody knows that now. Being buzzed is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how are things going? It's, it's going all right. It's uh, Wednesday. Oh yeah! Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Actually, yeah. it's uh, you know what it is. It is Captain Picard Day. It is Captain Picard Day. I didn't know about Captain Picard Day, to be totally honest. Like, I, I didn't know it was a thing. And then I was like, and then people were saying, well, I mean, it was the Star Trek Instagram handle. Yeah. I was like, Captain Picard Day. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. It's actually a thing. Yes. When you sent me that message that uh, something about parallels I was like, that's a better season seven episode to watch than Wait, Sub Rosa. We don't have the context. We don't have the context. We oh, okay. We talk well, about what happened today that resulted in that reference. Right. So we so watched. Why don't we, like, the, yeah, take a step back? So, yeah, all right. You're right. You're right. Because um, of Captain Picard Day, it was Captain Picard Day, and Paramount Plus needs to eventize things in order to attract viewers and subscribers. They decided to make a big deal out of Captain Picard Day and release a trailer. It's still kind of a teaser because it's short, but let's call it a trailer for Picard season two. Yes. And you were the one to, I th- actually, yeah, I was working and then you were like, did you see it yet? I'm like, no, I, I, I'm working. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I uh, I didn't see it first. I mean, Bill Smith saw it and sent it to the yes. group. And... Bill Smith, our executive producer, saw it first. And yes. he sent it to the group. Even though I know you were looking out for it. I was kind of looking out for it too, but I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Um, because I work. And they did. I work too. And I, well, you know me, I'm like constantly in meetings. This is my life. True. Not yes. as many meetings as I am. It's not that I'm better than you. It's just that I'm in meetings. I know, I know. I'm not working. But uh, yeah, and uh, I I thought it was good. But why don't we break it down a little bit? What did you think about it? Yeah, I, I you know I, very Q style. Um, I was actually hoping for Laris to like show up when Picard was calling her because I love Laris. Uh, she is in the trailer though. She is at the end, yes. Um, so and then you hear that voice and you're like, oh my gosh! And there he is. Uh, 
But Picard yeah, is wearing his voice. He sounds exactly the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. He does look older, but he doesn't look bad. No, he doesn't. Not at all. No more. No. No more wear for tear than Jean Luc Picard. Patrick Stewart is so. Uh, Patrick Stewart has aged dramatically. You think so? Yes. Oh my God, he's aged. I mean, he's eighty. He is I mean, eighty. I don't want to live that long. <laughs> he, he definitely looks more frail, like in my opinion, and oh. his voice is definitely like less firm. Like it's a hmm. little bit like more raspy. Okay. Yeah. I did not notice that, but uh, okay. Um, even Picard season one, I thought you know I, I I feel that he he's older. I mean, what do you you know? What he's, do you yes, he is older. He, right. He, yes. He doesn't command as much energy. Like he just. You know, it is what it is, but it is. You know, John Dallas is a little bit younger than Patrick Stewart, but, um, you know, so, uh, you know, obviously, but that being said, he's aged up. He has like white hair, white facial hair, yeah. obviously, but I thought he looked pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, he did. You know, and even what he was wearing was kind of sharp. Actually, what both of them were wearing, that's what I was going to remark about. Yeah, it was it. like this like faux leather like outfit kind of deal. Yeah, and Picard was dressed all in black uh, with a... It was very like Section 31. It was yeah, like, it was actually. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we get to see Admiral Picard, which strikes me as very interesting. Like, when is this falling, this scene? Did you notice um, all the flags? And I saw the flags. I didn't notice what they were per se. Did the you? only one that stood out to me was the Bajoran flag. Oh, interesting. So at least in this trailer slash the setting, Bajor is officially part of the Federation. Right. Didn't it become part of the Federation at the end of season seven? No. No, not officially. It never, it was unresolved because they were going to, but then remember, I think it was season six. I don't remember. I watched it so recently. Cisco was like, don't join the Federation. Now is not the time because that mm-hmm. was when the Dominion officially invaded. So they had to sign oh, okay. like a non, non- uh, I was like going to say non-compete. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. And then I was, was like, like, nope, a, that's not it. It was, some, it was like a non-aggression pack or something. It was something like that. Yes, um, that sounds right. Yeah, something similar to that. And um, yep. yeah, Bajor never officially joined the Federation DS9 and Ron Moore was did that on purpose. He purposely if you remember the documentary, I think that's this is mentioned, they purposely left it open ended. Oh, interesting. I have to rewatch that then. Well I, you know I, I definitely need to once I'm finished my Enterprise watch rewatch, I think um uh, DS9. I, I think I need to watch some DS9. But yes, yes, the Bajoran flag was one of the flags that you see at Starfleet headquarters. Oh, really that's cool. cool. Uh, that's really cool. Good catch. Good eye. Mm-hmm. Nicely You're done. Welcome. You're welcome. Um, but I'm wondering what time frame that happens. And, you know, I don't know. Well, it could be an alternate timeline. Right. Which is pass. what the whole parallels thing, because everyone looks different. Obviously, I think the ending is most stark. Well, two things. Rios is wearing a Starfleet badge with a sort of like a sword hilt in the middle, I would say, like, yes, almost and like it, an Excalibur yeah. type. Uh, and, and the um, La Serena, his captain's chair also has the Starfleet emblem. I don't know if you got that. Oh, I did not. Look you at know? this. I don't know. I watched it twice. I just noticed these like random things. You it did was- pick up some great detail, great detail. Um, I have to say that the, you know, Fansets, who's one of our sponsors, is going to have a great time making that. I know. It's like more more Starfleet emblems. Yeah. And so what do you think about the one that is in Seven's room? What was that that a symbol of? Isn't that um, what... The Rangers? Isn't isn't, I thought... Oh, is that the Rangers? Okay. What's what's our... this is it is the Rangers. It is something Rangers. Yes. Some uh, research could have helped us prior could to. Have, but we, <laughs> I mean, we we saw this a few hours ago. We worked and then we are podcasting. So it's not like, oh, we had days to like break it down and read everyone's thoughts on it. These are our raw, unedited, unknowledgeable thoughts. So I'm sure someone probably on the internet has already broken down every single frame of that. It wasn't it's this is this isn't actually it's not the range it's not the Fenris Rangers um it's insignia I'm looking at. Okay. Up. okay. I don't know what it is. 
It looks Stuff. familiar, though. I don't know what... Uh... It does look familiar, yeah. I'm sure yeah. someone smarter than us has figured it out. Or it could be something that is a combination of a couple of different things that... Um, but clearly, she's missing the Borg implants as well, right. which she touches her head and realizes it's gone. So that's really interesting. So hence the whole idea that this... And there's a uh, some... What's the word I'm looking for? The... Uh, voiceover, I, the voiceover says something about time. Yes, time is broken. Time is broken. So that brought us, so to bring us back to what we were talking about 10 right. minutes later, right? We, you know, then you made the comment, I, you know, it could be a parallel season or whatever, you know. It, it, this is like, is it like the episode parallels, except it's a whole season of it? Right, yes. And then I said, well, that would have been a much better episode than Sub Rosa to watch for season seven. Yes. <laughs> There we you go. Brought you brought it back. We closed the circle. <laughs> Close the circle. Um, yes. I mean, I liked Parallels. That's one episode. I, I enjoyed Parallels a lot. I, I, I should go back and watch it because I need to wash Sub Rosa out of my mind. But uh, I'm ignoring your Sub Rosa comment for the moment because we'll get to <laughs> yes, that. I know you are. <laughs> so your initial reaction was lukewarm. Like you, you thought it was interesting, but then you were like, I hope this isn't the whole season. Yeah, I hope. Well, I hope the whole queue and maybe messing with the timelines is sort of like the middle part of the season. I would really like to see what happened to the crew after they leave. But then at the end of season serious. one, the whole point is that it's serialized. Though. Sure. And then you ruined it by saying it's all serialized. But yes, um, I understand that. Um, but I, I'm hoping that it I'm hoping that it is not entirely like an alternate timeline for the whole season that we get some normal Picard timeline where these characters get to interact. We get to find out about seven and Rafi. We get to, you know, see more of um, the rest of the crew, including Rios and what happens to Girardi. Uh, I mean, there's so many things left, you know, um, open from season one especially especially the whole idea that you know picard is picard but picard is also this golem this know. you know human human well i mean i was reading you you probably read the same articles where they were like there's actually some contradiction like there was one i was reading i think it was one interview with michael shabon or something and he said that they weren't really going to dip back into the whole idea that Picard is a golem. I was like, really? Oh, wow. Okay. But then I read another interview that was like, oh, is, you know, what's a major thing that Picard is going to be dealing with this season? It, it's still the whole Borg thing. I'm like, is it like, <laughs> I feel that we are past that now. I mean, interesting. I guess, I guess we can dip back into it, but. I feel it's already been mined so much. Like, I don't know. Well, we it would be nice to know what has happened to the Borg 15 years later. You know, I mean, we both read the Destiny or, trilogy, which was really good. It was very good. Um, so, you know, there right. was some comments out there at the time that are they going to kind of cover the same territory as Destiny did uh, with the Borg? Um, but yeah, I, I, there's a lot, a lot of questions from season one that are unanswered and. Well, yeah. I think that we'll still get that. I mean, it looks like based upon Seven's reaction to herself, she even if she's in an altered timeline, she's like, something's wrong. This is not, you know. Yeah, right, right, so right. They may still be who they were in season one, but they're all mm -hmm. just stuck in an altered reality. So I think we still might get like what you're looking for in the interpersonal fields of things but okay all right well i hope so i mean I, you know I, i'll still enjoy yeah, it i don't I know mean... if it's gonna be like all like mirror universe then that would be like weird. oh gosh if it's mirror universe no. i mean i like my occasional mirror universe episode I, I yeah 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 of, of course yeah yeah who who doesn't like the occasional uh emperor Giorgio right mirror universe absolutely um so yeah, I mean, so I, I just don't want it to be all about these timelines and trouble. That's the only thing. I, I'm excited to see, you know, what's, I'm excited to see this crew again. We didn't see a number of people um, in the trailer. So there's, you know, obviously in a minute, 
you know, a minute trailer. Everyone. No, we didn't. Who didn't we see? Rafi. No, Rafi was in it for a second. She was running with Rios. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they, so yeah I have like, to go back and slow. They were running from like an explosion or something. Okay. Uh, it was very brief, though. Why can't I think of his name? I can only think of Evan. Evan Gore. Romulan. I don't remember yeah. his name. Yeah. I don't think he was in it. No, he wasn't it. So there's that. Um, there was some weird woman in it, wasn't there? That besides Laris was at the end, but uh, wasn't there someone else? Or maybe it was Rafi that I, I, you know, oh. I'll have to watch it again. I actually don't even know. I may have only watched it once. I may have. I was busy enough that. Wow! Wow! Look at you, so busy, uh, so important. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I, yeah, I watched I mean, it like three times. Oh, see, look, yeah, you were able. You picked it apart. I did not. But it was, it's only a minute, so I was able to. Was, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, it's not coming back till 2022, which is six months from now. So um, very far away. Yeah, but you know, it's it's great to know. Like, we literally have five Star Trek series that are in active production right now, mm-hmm. and that are coming out in the next year. Yeah. I mean, really, like, you know, in two months from now, we'll be watching, well, we'll be coming back from two months from now, we'll be coming back from Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Lower Decks will have premiered. Uh, And then after that, I I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine that they're going to I, I'm envisioning that they're going to start their 52 weeks of Trek at that point. I don't know if the numbers will all work out, but this idea, remember they were really big yeah. on 23 weeks of constant yeah, yeah. Star Trek. Now they have five series, all in active production, all wrapping. Oh, strange at- worlds. Who knows? Who knows when that's actually going to premiere? I feel like we first. Well, so the news on them yeah. is that they are filming i want to say the eighth episode of the season oh. currently i saw the the director posted the um the miss the thing that they click for every scene or whatever i don't know i don't know what that's called. called i don't either <laughs> uh, but she posted it the the director for episode seven the clapper posted it <laughs> the clapper sure um oh, so they are we're actively working on episode eight right now of strange new worlds of 10 okay. so that's great uh there's been no official wrap on discovery so that's still filming as well well that is premiering this um, year no matter yeah what. although i have heard or i read somewhere that i'm it's not like i'm hearing these things from inside sources i'm not i'm reading the internet uh but uh some then each of the episodes are in various stages of uh there have been some locks some filming locks on that some makes of the, sense yeah yeah so yeah. their their discovery is proceeding along uh and picard is filming prodigy is still in the mix mm-hmm. uh, and lower decks so i mean I'll, i think that they are going to surprise us and launch like whatever, thirty six. No, no, it would be even more than 52, that. Fifty two, I think, might be a little aggressive, going from like what twenty three weeks of Star Trek. Maybe, maybe thirty, thirty, like thirty something could be possible. Well, so if they did, if they did it, Discovery, right? Like Lower Decks ten, Discovery thirteen, Picard ten. That's thirty three. Uh, we don't know how many Prodigy ones there are. Strange New Worlds is another ten, or did I already say that one? No, I didn't say that. Um, and then Picard. So Picard, Lower Decks, and uh, Strange New Worlds is 30 alone, plus 13 for Discovery. That's 43, plus you add 10 for Prodigy, and there's your 53 mm-hmm. weeks of Star Trek. A lot. Crazy. That's so... Um, if, you know, maybe it's 51. If uh, Prodigy is only eight episodes, who knows? But we'll see. Um, we'll see what they can pull off. Yeah. Going back to Picard. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I want to watch a taste of season one out of my mouth. Um, I want it more. is not like it is not. So, it's not like you've been to the dentist and you're spitting out season no. one of, of I, uh, Picard. I, I, it was I want not. More, all... I want more 
episodes that are up to the par of like Nepenthe or something. Sure. I mean, clearly that is the pinnacle of that season. Best episode of that season. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. And I, I don't want them to ruin Q. That's all I ask. Ruin Q? I don't want them to ruin the character Q. Oh. Oh, I, 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 well, he seems just as meddlesome as troublesome as. Saw him for like literally two seconds. Like, we'll right, see. Let's, let's, let's see what they do with. Okay. The All right. All right. So you also want to chat about uh, the prodigy reveal? Yeah, I mean they revealed the characters, so it's an interesting uh, group of characters. Uh, a couple of knowns, a couple of unknowns. Right. So uh, there's a Bakar, which was the one we were talking about a lot because we are both fans of Peter David and uh, Peter David created the Bakar race for the Star Trek New Frontier. Which I never read. I never because that was the whole idea was that's a new crew, right? A new ship or something. Yeah. But Elizabeth Shelby was part of it. Um, So, I mean, it was... uh, you know, it was it was actually a good series. I mean, I you know, the problem with it really came that it became longer and longer in between books. And when you're trying to build literally, that's a serialized book series, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was definitely more um, it was harder to keep up. Right. And to remember where you were because you only had the books to kind of. Right, right, right. Um, to do that so yeah. you know that's that's part of the problem so there's that character uh her name is rock tack and she's eight years old so and she's played by a 10 year old actress yeah so that's pretty cool there's murph the blob uh murph. he's apparently endearing and indestructible which is interesting and he apparently likes to eat starship parts that's interesting uh, there, so another callback to the original series, right, is the Medusin Zero. So the Medusin is inside of this robot. Yeah, that was definitely a callback. Yeah. Um, but he created that so he could interact with people. And not make them go crazy. Make them, exactly. Uh, the one that we, the other one that we were also talking a lot about was the Tellarite, right? Which does not look like Tellarite to me. No. Uh, I agree. Uh, I thought, you know what? I really, I really did enjoy the how they the de- Tellarites were um, portrayed in Discovery season three. I really, or is it season sure. two? Season two, right? Season sure. two. Well, there were uh, in, there were multiple seasons. I don't think they really made much of an appearance in season three, but season two, season four, season two. Yeah, it was definitely two season two. Um, for uh, you know, because uh, they went to yeah. Anyway. I, but I thought they did a really great job with with the makeup and the creation mm-hmm. of those characters, which we'd never really seen since the original series. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then there's Dal, a purple alien who they have race is not yet known. All right. And then we have Gwyn, uh, which is a member of a new race called the Valnakatat. I, I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Um so and and they're using pronouns she pronouns for for that character so uh you know it's these are interesting characters uh along with admiral janeway or captain janeway sorry captain janeway uh emergency training hologram so uh it should be interesting so i think you know as they're releasing more and more about this i i would say that maybe we're getting closer and closer to a release for them um, and the animation, because they also showcased some stills, it looks good. It does. It looks really good. Yeah, uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how it looks in action, but at least it looks really cool in the stills. Yeah, I'm curious because the, the first one they show is uh, Dal looking out into space aboard a starship and the bridge. It, it looks really cool if that's the bridge of the ship that they're going to be on. Uh, but... Who knows? Well, some of these uh, stills, and we'll have to see what it looks like again in action, but they almost have like this like claymation quality to them in terms of texture, but we'll see. But also high res. These are like high, high res. Yeah. Uh, and it looks really nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll have to see see what that... Um... 
that uh, when that hopefully they'll we'll have more news about them. But uh, I thought it was interesting that they suddenly released mm-hmm. the characters and cast of this show, yeah. which none of the cast are really. Um, I mean, I guess the the one you know a couple of them look sort of familiar, but a lot of them are new. Um, new to yeah, I, I, I don't know any of them other than Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, actually, one of them, the Murph who plays Murph, is actually the voice of Captain Rex from, uh, which is the basically he did the voice of all of the clone troopers. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so that's exciting. So we've gotten some Star Trek news. Yes, in drips and drabs, but I'll take it. I mean, two stories, two big things in one week. That's a lot. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So very cool. good. Um, so that does it for Star Trek news. Um, it is still Pride Month. It is still June. So Mike, I know that you came up with a Pride prompt for us to chat about today. I understand, Mr. Spock. The glory of creation is in its infinite diversity. And the ways our differences combine to create meaning and beauty. I did. And uh, this week I decided to take it in a slightly different direction. It's sort of um, kind of choose your own crew. But in this case, it would be slightly different. So one of the themes of... uh, what I would say, not themes, but um, challenges and uh, beautiful parts of our life as an LGBTQ community is that oftentimes because of our uh, experiences in coming out and uh, growing into who we want to become, we have to leave behind family sometimes uh, friends that you may have known or, or other, you know, extended family that you've, uh, grown up with in order to build our own chosen family. And so the, the idea of a chosen family is something that I think almost every LGBTQ person can, can identify with and is an active creation of throughout their life. Uh, so this prompt is all about creating a chosen family of Star Trek characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, which characters from Star Trek would you choose as members of your chosen family? And uh, yeah, so I thought this was a good good way to look at it. And also, you know, I mean, obviously, as you as you explain which characters they are there's obviously a quality or something that that makes them part of your chosen family so that well, is this week's question because <laughs> i because you gave me this question last night but i am had time to think about it i mean like i have some ideas but i feel you have a better idea so why don't you go first and i'll i'll go i'll go second yeah so uh we we said to limit it to three to four people and so i um so yeah, uh, where do I want to start? I guess I'll start with the first, the 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 one that's probably the biggest surprise. So looking back at Star Trek: The Original Series, which is what I was first exposed to as a young young boy, um, I think that Uhura would be a great member of my chosen family. Okay. Uh, I think that her compassion and her kindness and just her, her, you know, her musical ability, but just, she and can, also she can open hailing frequencies. She can. Do well, I'm, I'm looking beyond what, you know, you know, I, I'm looking beyond what, what we saw a great deal of, or, you know, she is, uh, you know, I'm also thinking of the Star Trek two slash three Uhura, um, certainly the Star Trek three, where she's putting Mr. Adventure into the closet with a alien. So she's a strong woman who takes command of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I, I think that Nichelle Nichols, I, you know, I have a wonderful, wonderful memory of meeting Nichelle Nichols at Comic-Con here in New York. 
uh, a few years back, she signed a, an autograph for me and I got my picture taken with her. And uh, so there's just this connection, but I think oh my that God. She... is that going to be like all of Vegas, me winning line with you for your photos to be taken? No, I, ha I haven't actually really thought about that yet. Uh, there, you know, I, I don't know. I'll wait for you in the hotel room. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, you know, it's fine. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, go, I'm going there to meet other fans, really. I'm not going there to necessarily meet the actors. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of COVID protocols in place and things like that. And so, you know, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know who, I, who I really like, I, I, I may treat myself to one picture or one autograph, but that, that'll be it to maximum. But that oh, okay. is really You'll it. yourself. Yeah, so it will absolutely. Um, Wilson Cruz is not going to be there, so that is a, a slight bummer, but because uh, that would probably be one of them. But anyway, so Uhura is my first choice. My second choice comes from Next Generation, and I would say that I would want Riker as part of my chosen family. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now, I thought about this. If I were 14 years old again when Next Generation came out, I would have chosen Wesley. But given that I am older now and wiser, I older think and wiser that, uh, oh, and more experienced in life, I would say that I would want Riker to be part of my chosen family for uh, a number of reasons. I mean, I think that the most recent two series, you know, seeing him as this fatherly figure uh, okay. In, in Nepenthe, certainly, is one of them. Uh, and also coming to, you know, putting the uniform back on and coming to Picard's rescue in the finale. But also going back into the Lower Decks time frame and, um, and seeing him on the Titan, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just having fun with being in command and, and um, his little humor and quips. I don't know. I just, I think I would really like to have him be part of my chosen family. Okay. So that's two. Uh, my third one comes from Deep Space Nine. Okay. And it would be Jadzia Dax. Okay. Uh, you love Jadzia. I do love Jadzia. I do love Terry Farrell. Uh, maybe if she's there, maybe that'll be one of the people that I would love to get a picture with. I think she is going to be there. Yeah. Um, I... I think that I, I I loved her from the very first time that we saw her on mm -hmm. uh, Emissary. And and I think it was twofold. Like, one, she's beautiful. But two, just the way that she and Cisco interact from the beginning, you know, old man and like her. She always looked wise beyond her years. And. You know, but she had a great sense of humor. But I, I love that wisdom aspect. She's had hundreds of years of life from the Dax symbiote. So all that wisdom, I think, would be great to have as part of my family. Okay. Um, so that's three. And the final one is actually from Discovery. And it would be Wilson Cruz's character, Dr. Culber. Okay. Um, and the reason why I chose him is... Just the way he and Stamets interact, like he just keeps Stamets in check. And but he also knows that, you know, like I, I you know, he can't make him do anything. He's not in control of Stamets, but he's he's super supportive. Um, also, if we look to this to this last season, right? So everything, you know, everything that he's been through, uh, even to the end, you know, staying with Stamets on Discovery at the end of season two to season three, taking care of the crew. Uh, and then towards the end of the season, actually saying to Gray, you know, we're going to figure this out and get you seen. So he's the only one that, aside from Adira and Saru, um, they've, they're the only ones that have seen him. So seen them. And in a recent article i think it was michelle paradise said that part of season four is helping gray be seen and thinking about that from a just a trans visibility standpoint 
as you know as well as an lgbtq standpoint of being seen as who you are uh i think that that's amazing and and a great theme to to bring out and i'm excited to see how they do that so you know hugh culver uh is the final member of my crew my my chosen family so those are the four that i chose and a little bit about why each one of them uh would be part of my family now that you've had some time and now I've given you even more time as I've explained my chosen family. Johnson, who would you choose? Which Star Trek characters would you choose to be part of your chosen family? So I literally wrote down the folks that I would want to be part of my chosen family. And I just realized literally now as I started talking that two out of three are basically the characters I talked about last time, the ones I relate to the most. The most, yeah. So Data, I would want him to be part of my chosen family because I think we're very alike and he's so logical. I would need that as any member of my family. I would need someone logical. I would need someone smart. He knows stuff. He's an encyclopedia of knowledge. And he always gets the crew out of tight spots. He's so useful. So definitely data and then yeah tilly for sure i think she would just be fun to have around i think we would be best buddies um and uh she's really smart too and we can like always have like an awkward laugh together i think that that would be great and then dr bashir would be my last be my last one because um i want um someone on my someone in my family that is you know, genetically modified to be really smart. Um, <laughs> and he's also a doctor, so he's useful. I thought about Culber, but I was like, uh, Culber is too, like, he's too, like, gushy for me. He's too sensitive. Like, he has too too much heart. Like, I, I, I can't deal with that. So, you picked Tilly. Tilly has got the heart of the other. She's but, the other Okay, you know what? That- Tilly has this, like, awkwardness and... Uh, awkwardness about her that I just think is just so fun. Culver's a little too serious. Like he's like, he's like, yeah, the shift psychiatrist in season three, right? I'm like, I I don't need someone to be like this all the time. He's too serious. He's too, he's too emotional. Like Tilly, yes, she definitely is. She definitely has a feeling side. She's very empathetic, but she also knows how to like have a laugh. And she, you know, she puts her foot in her mouth and then you laugh at her and then she can laugh at herself. You know, like Dr. Colbert is not, he's very serious. I, I couldn't be, you know, I don't need someone like that. I like his sarcasm though. And, and his straightforwardness and his like putting, putting Paul in place, but also like, I already have data. Like he can like, he's already like, he's always like the hugger of the family. Data's already, data can like be very straightforward with me. I don't, okay. I don't need yeah. else like that. Do you have anybody else? So that's three. That's, Do you, it. that's, that's it. it. I don't I don't need a big family. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. So that's it. Um that would be yeah, my chosen family. I feel like I feel there's something missing, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it's fine. Well, if if any of our listeners know what Johnson is missing, or if you would like to share what your chosen Star Trek family would be like, you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at deepspacepride. That is correct. You can reach out, and we will listen to your messages, and you may or may not get a response. There we go. We're pretty good at responding. You're oh, you're 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 the one that's good at responding. I I usually ignore people, but you know I I think that. Well, we, you're significantly more busy than I am. We balance each other out. We do. Yeah. You respond and I don't. So <laughs> there we go. Well, I mean, you did you did take care of the the contest winners, so I'll give you that. I did. I did. I. You did I, reach I, out I to all of them. You even responded to one who said Howard. Who, who received his and you responded. I went in to respond yes, and I- put the onus or responsibility of myself to pick the winners. We even discussed this. So if I was, if I said that I would do it, I would definitely do it, obviously. Well, he said he got it and you responded. So was that like, was great. Great, great. Awesome. Good yeah. Job. 
There we go. Um, so we will have to think of next week's Pride prompt. I'm like, how many more weeks of Pride are there? And how many more questions do I need to answer? Oh, my God. One more. There's one more week. Next week will be the last week. And Wait, then no. The, the last day of Pride is the 30th, which is a Wednesday. Oh, and you're right. Then, we have two be, more to go. June's oh. very long. <laughs> June, it's not Mar, it's May, May was even longer was a day longer anyway all right so we have two more to go uh that one I literally came up with last night and so good. Uh, good job yeah I, you know so we'll figure out uh another two more for the weeks ahead but uh why don't we move on Great. So we can get into our underappreciated next generation episode and our last underappreciated next generation episode of our series. And I, we picked Sub Rosa, which again, I don't know if there's a we here. <laughs> I picked Sub Rosa. Well, actually, I, yes, well, I guess that that was really the whole point of this whole series, but or it was one of the catalysts of the series because I watched Sub Rosa, I talked about it, and yeah, I, I don't even remember how from that we came to, oh, let's talk about the underappreciated episodes of The Next Generation, but here we are. You dreamt you were in bed with someone? Not exactly. I was in bed, but there wasn't another person in my dream. It was more like a presence. You said you felt a touch. A pair of hands. They were moving across my skin. Like a caress? Yes. And there was a voice, a man. He whispered my name. It was as if I knew him. Or more like he knew me. He knew exactly how I liked to be touched. It was the most physical dream I've ever had. The sensations were very real. And extremely arousing. Frankly, I'm envious. We are here. So, Mike, um, I don't know. Do you have the summary pulled up? So yeah, our I do. listeners yep. can hear what this episode was about. So it's episode 14 of season seven. And Dr. Crusher meets a man from her deceased grandmother's past when she tries to put her affairs in order. Wow, that's very basic. <laughs> it is very basic. It is very basic. So, Mike, I know you have thoughts and feelings about this episode. Why don't you share them with our listeners? <laughs> uh, I did not appreciate this episode. <laughs> this is not underappreciated. I'm just going to get this out there right off the bat. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, so, the, out of these seven seasons, I have watched every single one of the episodes we've chosen uh -huh. at least twice. Uh -huh. Until this one. Okay. <laughs> I watched this one yesterday, rewatched it. I've seen it before, obviously. Um, and when I first watched this when it came out, uh, I'm sure I had the same re reaction that this was just, this is not underappreciated at all. Uh, there is no appreciation for this. And if you are watching this episode just to see Beverly Crusher have an orgasm, uh, in front of Picard, basically. I know. She, she, she uh, would have locked the door, at least. At least locked the door. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's sort of like your mom walking in on you masturbating or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's exactly what this is like. Only for me, it's disturbing because this is my mom. This is be like me walking in on my mom, on my space mom, having an orgasm. So, uh -huh. you know... Um, this for me just is a boring episode, like a ghost story slash haunting slash alien abduction, uh, and it's not even I mean, Halloween. You know, well, I mean, no, I mean, you know, not abductions, but sort of like control and um, and just how quickly it escalates and like you know it's. You know, interestingly enough, as a as a slight comparison, this is uh, not dissimilar from Enterprise season two's The Crossing, where these non corporeal life forms take over the bodies of the Enterprise crew. 
Oh, yeah. um, so it's sort of similar to that. Yeah, it's sort of like that. But uh, you know, the 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 way that this escalates so quickly, it's just you know, it it's not believable. I mean, I understand that it, you know you get this. Obs- uh, there's just so many things here. One, there's sort of unpack like it, unpack it. There's sort of like this drug addiction, right? This uh-huh. sudden change of behavior, like super sudden change of behavior. But I think that we're given we're, we're we're given the idea that there is some sort of physiological effect on Beverly, like you know this this possession, right? So yeah, it's a possession. It's not like it's not. It's I think there is analogy to some sort of like you know like drug addiction. But it's not normal behavior. Like she literally, like there's, there's actually like a physiological effect to what's happening to her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, you know, it changes her. Obviously, you know, one of the things that I, you know, was, I thought was really cool was the interesting part. Like she said at the beginning, towards the beginning of the episode, all of all of the Howard women have green eyes except my mother and I. Uh, I thought, you know, that was interesting how it picked up on later on. When her eyes change, yeah. the card tells her, I like your old eyes, you know. Right. Uh, so I thought that was sweet. Um, you know, I thought Picard was a little stiff in this. And I thought Deanna was sort of. Um, Deanna was like, "Ooh, I'm jealous. What? Yeah, Deanna was jealous. But also, you know, when things started to happen, Deanna was like, kind of like, not not super excited about this and and excited in a way that be like you got to go save her like there's something wrong here like like she you know deanna didn't believe that this was a possession or odd at all it was just like she's in love and so that was kind of jarring like uncharacteristic i felt of deanna um you know those are the uh, you know it, it just kind of followed a predictable path too. I mean, you knew that it, once you figured out, or once that you know they killed the the old guy who warned her, um, you know, you knew that then the candle was a thing that mm-hmm. he lived in, and you know, attacking Jordy. Uh, it just it was just all so predictable and just like you know like the storm that suddenly rose up over the planet. Like that sucker was huge. That's like a typhoon times 10 on. Well, it was because he was affecting the weather system. Yeah. Yeah. It was just crazy. Like it wasn't him directly causing it. It was like him, like messing up with messing with the, the weather with, control system. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, it really fell flat for me. I mean, it uh-huh. really was just, you know, so um, I love Subrosa. <laughs> I think everyone, I think everyone in the known universe knows that you so love this I episode. Love Rosa. And you know, it's it's not like the best Star Trek. I'm not saying it's like the It best. is definitely not the best by Star any, Trek. By any means, by any by any normal standard. By any stretch of the imagination, it is definitely not like top fifty, top hundred of TNG. Um but I think I really I really like Sub Rosa because I, first of all, I like Dr. Crusher, right? Like Dr. Crusher yes. is one of my favorite characters Correct. on TNG. So any episode that features her, I'm like automatically biased for because, but you know, I'm, I'm biased because I'm like, oh, Dr. Crusher, we don't see enough of her. Um, and I will say, oh, you know what I would do want to say? I will say in defense of, of this that um, Gates McFadden did an amazing job acting in this. She did. She did. So that, 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 you know, it was very believable. I never felt like it was faked. Like she really embodied the part and this experience, and I totally, totally believed it from that kind of character perspective. So kudos to her acting on this episode. I just think the story sucks. <laughs> yes, I think that Gates McFadden re- literally threw herself into her character, um, and you know she's like riling about having an orgasm, having multiple orgasms, maybe. I'm like, where's this candle? Can I get one? Um, <laughs> Where do they sell them? Can I find this on Amazon? Um, you know, I wouldn't mind Ronan being all over my body. Like, you know. Um, yeah, there's just something about this. And we don't, we just don't get to see, we don't, we don't get to see Dr. Crusher, like, 
have a lot of love interests. We get Odon, who is a Joe symbiote. We get John Doe, if you remember, in Transfigurations a little bit. They didn't really have like a romantic thing, but there was a little bit of something going on um, in season three. Um, and then, and then, and then, and then this. Oh, and um, oh yeah, I was thinking oh, so the, the Odon episode because she had a brief tryst with Riker, but that's because the symbiote was in Riker. I was like, was that a different episode? No. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we don't get to see Dr. Crusher get a lot of action. So I'll take what I can get. Um, I thought that that was great. I do think, you know, and the thing I do really like about this episode, and I think how successfully it pulls it off is questionable, is that this is a great example of Star Trek just trying something different. This is by all by but by, by all definitions, this is a gothic horror episode. It's literally gothic horror. You have you have love, you have you have death, you have a a haunted house. Um, you literally have Scotland <laughs> on a random planet. Like it was this like is so Jane Eyre in space. This it was is very definitely... yes. It was basically like heavily influenced by gothic horror novels. It was a little bit of Jane Eyre. Turn, you know, turn of the screw, kind of like Hill Housey, like you know, there, there's all these like you know elements in this, and yes, Scotland in space, um, which is very odd. But I was like, sure. And then even when they were at the funeral, everyone was like, Amen. I was like, what is? I was like, so what's happening right now? So is this like a religious ceremony? Is it just like you know, they're just being traditional? Yep. I, I had a lot of questions around even the funeral ceremony. I was like, are you a priest? What's going on? Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like them trying something different, um, which I just don't think we get that. As we, it's harder to get that now. Like, um, I, I'm glad we can get like new things like lower decks, right? Like that's like, just that's different, you know? But when you have 170 episodes, you can try a comedy episode. You can try a horror episode. You know, mystery of the week. Um, you can just try these different things that I just think that we can't get quite as often now. Uh, so I appreciate just how different it is in terms of the narrative, the themes, but still trying to fit it into the Star Trek universe. I don't know. I just I was just amused by the effort. You know, I applaud them for trying something different. And I liked it because it was just so outside the norm. It was like so over the top and ridiculous. It was totally campy. It was not the best story. Um, but it was still, I don't know. I really liked it. Um, so I give them, I give this episode like stars just for that just for the fact that they tried something so out of the norm. Okay. I I mean, that's totally fine. Uh, you know, I, I, everyone's favorite Star Trek is someone else's least favorite Star yeah. Trek. So we're not, we're not here to judge. I just, and this uh, is, oh, this is not my favorite <laughs> by any means. <laughs> I just think that, um, you know, it, it is, it's just interesting, you know? Um, and if you go into it, just, having either like no expectations or just expecting something like campy, I think it's actually okay. You know, like it, if you know what you're in for, you might be actually pleasantly surprised. If you're going expecting like, you know, high quality TNG storytelling, you may not be getting what you want. But I think that, um, you know, if you go in with the right set of expectations, you might like it. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I think that this, this episode sort of, you know, derails want, our whole. I want my candle outfit for SCLV. Oh, great! Oh, good. Well, that's good. Yes, I, I want um, to dress up as this candle slash lantern. You know, I feel a little. Just in, you know, looking at our whole arc here of underappreciated episodes and we land on this one where we <laughs> strongly disagree about how good of an episode this is, um, which is not on on normal for us. That's that's very run of the mill for us. We uh, disagree yeah. on episodes all the time. 
I think that the tough part about this one is that we do not agree that this is an underappreciated episode. Well, uh, again, I don't know if we necessarily... We didn't uh, necessarily define that, but define. I also feel like this is a, like, sort of a little bit of a letdown for the series of episodes that we've watched where we've, we've you know, they that have been sort of in that second or third tier of, like, 20, you know, top 25 to 50 episodes of TNG and... And here we 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 decided to go to number one hundred and three, <laughs> uh, which is definitely not a you know an underappreciated episode. Although you did appreciate it, and I would have never well, pegged you for it. I did, I did. I never would have pegged you for a gothic romance type person. Yeah, I I went through um a phase where I was totally well. I'm into horror, so into horror novels. I'm not really into horror like movies, um, but I'm actually, yeah, I have a, I have a knack for loving horror novels. It's like, I don't know, something about horror novels. I think this can be a separate podcast, but something about being able to write a novel and have it be scary takes skill. Like that, that takes good skill. Um, so I'm actually, yeah, like I, I've definitely, I'm, I love Stephen King. He's, he's not gothic by any means, but, you know, I love Stephen King. Um, one he's of my favorite- ma- He is the master. I mean, if you had to yes. pick any one person who ri- writes horror, 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 horror. Why, why am I having a hard time saying that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I like horror? having mannerism today. Uh, maybe. Um, he, he's the, he, you know, he's the one that everyone looks to. He's so prolific and does yeah. it so well and has had so many books uh, turned into movies some of them good some of them not good but um yeah I, I think he's he's definitely a great example of that genre yeah i'm into horror novels horror i'm into horror manga oh i didn't know I that did not know that there was yeah. such a thing yeah because horror manga um yeah i can go on and on about how okay. horror is interesting as a genre this is like definitely inspired this is not scary but it's definitely gothic in yeah. style and execution this is more jane Eyre, like weathering heights like yeah. that sort of genre of uh there's Victorian. like a mystery there's a mystery yeah there's like cemetery is usually a cemetery is very popular like you're having that kind yes. of setting yep old house you know um yeah. there's you know i just appreciate the effort <laughs> yeah no i mean you know i will say that the sets were really well done uh, for this, well, I would say that the set for the house was really well house done. Was good. The cemetery was kind of like Aah. the cemetery yeah. was like on a lot. You know, you could tell like that piece of it. Um, nowadays, I think that they would they would actually go to a cemetery and like right. do it uh, do it right. But uh, back then, it was you back know then. do it on, do it on the back lot on you know uh, you know where we did alien landscapes and whatnot. So. So yeah, so for me, this is a sort of a disappointing end to <laughs> appreciated episodes of TNG. Well, tell you what, you can pick. So surprise to our listeners. Well, we it's surprise, non-surprise. Uh, Mike and I didn't quite know what we were going to do next um, now that we've wrapped up this series. And we decided to continue um, the streak of watching underappreciated episodes and we are going to dip into Deep Space Nine. And we're going to do excited something. about this. Yes. I'm you're, actually you're a little more excited about this than watching Sub Rosa. I'm um, significantly significantly more, more excited. I actually may have to watch Parallels or some or another episode or, or Dex from season seven just to wash Sub Rosa out of my mind. But there's also Genesis, which I don't know is underappreciated. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I was looking through it. I was going, so I know that we talked about doing an underappreciated, and I'm glad you, of DS9 or, you know, or our favorites, because we both love DS9, so it's going to be really hard to find an episode that's underappreciated. Uh, and we haven't really talked about season one, which episode to do yet, but I was also almost going to say, like, I want an audible here. I want to I wanna call a call a second under, underappreciated episode for season seven <laughs> wrap that up differently but i i i think i'll just watch it on my own 
Well, we can uh, talk about what you Star Trek uh, in our next episode, and you yes. can talk about parallels. Uh, well, you know, yes, and, and Enterprise season two is uh, continuing. But anyway, so yes, uh, we have not picked yet the episode from Deep Space Nine from season one that we're going to watch. Uh, I'm looking I, as you were talking about your gothic love fantasies. I was uh, looking through the the season one of Deep Space Nine. I was like, how the hell am I going to pick one? One of these episodes, I mean, there are so many good ones here. So uh, I think we'll have to I mean, take that conversation. Find, it's probably easier to find an underappreciated episode in season one and two, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think we're, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to. I mean, there's the board game one, Move Along Home. That was season, was it season one or season two? That was season one. Yeah, that's on there. I mean, there's Battle Lines with Kayapaka. I love There's the Nagus and Kaiwin. Uh, you know, there are just a lot of good episodes. So we'll have to talk about it offline, but that's what we're going to do next week. So we're going to jump into some underappreciated or slash our favorites. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, 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 our less uh, popular, but still favorites of Deep Space Nine. And I'm super excited because I've not watched Deep Space Nine, you know, in all of this time through all of this pandemic, I did not go back and watch Deep Space Nine. Why not? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, you know, one, I didn't, you know, there was enough TV and I don't watch a ton of TV, but, um, you know, anyway, so this will, this will definitely, uh, you know, this will, this will definitely compete with my Enterprise rewatch. So this will be interesting. But I'm excited to dive you're in. Get, you're totally going to get sucked in. You'll like watch one episode and you're just going to keep on going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love these characters. This is my favorite series. Uh, even though we're next generation guys, um, this is, uh, for me, bringing in the spiritual aspect of, of this, uh, the spiritual aspect of life into a Star Trek series in this way is just elevated it up with some great characters, uh, a new location, not Starship based, obviously, and um, just a different tone, a whole different tonal shift after, you know, the original series and and Next Generation and now doing this. So it's just, you know, it and and the stories and the the way that the way that this this is actually the first serialized Star Trek series, really. Um, but I'm super excited about it. Can't wait to talk more about this mm-hmm. uh, starting next week. So, do you want to be the one to pick the season one episode we watch? Well, I think we'll do it together because I oh. think you you've you've all I'm looking at is the descriptions of the episodes, and I could easily pick one based on that and the thumbnail, but, um, <laughs> and the thumbnail, All right. well, thumbnail, thumbnail pick, you know, of, of whatever it is. So we'll, we'll talk about it and, um, we'll be sharing that on our next episode. Well, looking forward to it. I'm excited. Me too. Can't wait. Can't wait. So cool. I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, Mike, do you want to talk, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, our sponsor? Yeah, uh, we want to give a huge shout out to Fansets uh, being our presenting sponsor of Deep Space Nine and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, Fansets has released some new, some of our pre-orders, some of our uh, orders, regular orders, but they are doing some awesome work with these new Deltas. there is the all good things full size delta magnet one that's out there they've done the enterprise command uh full size delta from discovery season 2 and strange new strange new worlds season 1 uh and they just released a um this one is not magnetic yet but they are going to do a magnetic version of the Section 31 Delta full size from Star Trek Discovery season one. I don't think we ever saw it after that, but um, mm. super, super excited about that. Uh, certainly the mag- this one looks great, but I'm sure the magnetic one will also 
be great when they release that. So all of these are out there. Plus they snuck out. I, I didn't, I didn't see this until now. They snuck out a uh, book, uh, micro pin. So uh, Cleveland Booker, uh, little micro crew pin as well. So there's all of that. Plus there are the anniversary pins that I've already talked about in prior episodes. You can check all of that out at fansets.com. And if you put more than $30 worth of pins into your basket, you're going to get free shipping in the U S and if you yes, use the code, free shipping. Yeah. And if you use the code DS pride, all capital letters, DS pride, uh, as a promo code, you will get 10% off your order. So that's a great deal. And we love fansets and I'm actually really excited to meet the guys again in Las Vegas in a little less than 60 days. So that is exciting as well. But uh, we think it's coming up It is soon. Yeah, it is. Um, it is coming up, you know, so is Hawaii. I'm there's 28 days until I go to Hawaii. So oh, that's right. You have a lot of uh, trips coming up. Uh, it is the you know summer of trips. So, mm-hmm. but we thank Fansets for being our sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. Um, yeah, and that is our episode. Mike already mentioned it earlier, but if you want to reach out to us uh, or complain about how we should have picked a better season seven episode of the Next Generation. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com or you can reach us uh, through uh, DM or a comment on Twitter and Instagram at deepspacepride. Cool. There we I go. That's it. Yeah, that's here, it. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Well, Mike, I will uh, be talking to you about what episode we're going to be watching. I didn't Deep, uh, Deep Design season one. Very excited. Yeah. And uh, it will be a surprise to our listeners because we don't know what it is yet. There we go. But we will uh, see everybody next week. And thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.